views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Are you ready to tap into the healer within? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know the real doctor is the source that lives within you, that heals within you minute by minute every day? The healer within is the innate intelligence of the human body. When we cut our hand with a piece of glass, we don't have to command the body to close the wound and grow new skin. It knows how to heal itself. We do have to nourish the skin by disinfecting it and remove the glass or it cannot heal. The innate healer relies upon us to assist in this healing process. Our role is to identify its needs, provide the substances required for the healing, and remove the obstacle. Contact us to achieve optimal health at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at MaryJaneMack.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? BeingYouClass.com The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We are having an amazing day today. Uh, Yes, uh, broadcasting live from the East Coast and, as a matter of fact, uh, all across the country. And uh, those folks out there where we normally broadcast from, my understanding that, uh, Benny, the weather is so great uh, that the air conditioners are actually going on. And if you know anything about what's going on on the East Coast, I brought a bit of the Pacific Northwest with me. So welcome to the show. Hi, Mr. Benny. How are you? Hi there. It's usually the other way around. Like when you travel back, you bring the rain back with you. But (laughs) lucky us. Lucky us. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of those (laughs) those rides from uh, Seattle to Newark last night. It was one of the the pumpiest rides I think I've ever been on. 
you know, where the little digi player that they give you uh, was bopping up and down on the tray. So uh, that was <laughs> that was fascinating. But we've got a great show for you today, talking about bumping. You know, motherly advice for the millennial generation. Do your laundry or you'll die alone. Now, there, there's some truth in that from, uh, let's just say, from some of the things that I've been told by my folks. Becky Blades joining us here today, artist, entrepreneur, strategist, civil leader, arts advocate. Thank goodness. I love to say that, arts advocate. Hallelujah, sister. And the author, and an author on creative, adventurous living. Today we get to talk with her, though, about, you know, what this means to step in as she, she takes us on this journey through this very, very cool book, Do Your Laundry or You'll Die, advice from your, your mom would give you if she thought you were listening Author Becky Blades joining us. Becky, great to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us here today. You're welcome. So glad to be here. Well, you know, let's kick right in. I mean, I just barely introduced you. I mean, you are much more than what I just said. But I am extremely, extremely excited about the fact that I can actually say arts advocate. Um, (laughs) Would you you say you're an artist, too? Because arts advocate is just one step away from what we all should be. And that's an yeah. artist. Well, uh, you know what I mean, though, by saying arts advocate. I mean, it's almost as if it's a dying art. Right, right. I think, that, you know, when we're five and somebody asks if you're an artist, we all raise our hands, and then uh, somehow life beats it out of us, and we're afraid to say we're an artist. And at the very least, we should be advocating for the arts and all those things um, that help our dreams come true. Yeah. Well, talk about dreams come true. That's kind of what this this book sounds like for you. Uh, do your laundry or you'll die alone. I mean, I, I, I read the book, and I just I had to kind of smile. I don't know. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the things you bring to the forefront in here. Um, but, you know, we're talking about some basic life advice. And in the world we live in today, right, you know, the world of texting and uh, it's mm-hmm. just crazy. I mean, it really is. Uh, you know, I, I, I was on the plane last night, and I was watching this, you know, the, this kid, not, not really a kid, but this, this guy get off the plane and didn't pick his head up not an entire time. I just do not even know how he got down the aisle. Know. You know, I, I, I don't know how he got the aisle of a big plane with a lot of people. It didn't pick his head up not one time. That has got to be a skill in itself. What, give us an idea of why this book is so important to this day and age, and what the heck we are missing. (laughs) Well, I think we know what motherly advice meant for all of us in our generation. We have those tapes repeating through our heads of the things our mothers said, so we can't steer too much off course because that voice comes. But our kids, we have to wonder, were they even listening? Because they have their faces buried with, you know, a thousand of their closest Facebook friends, and they're not, they have what what someone said recently, 5,000 messages coming at them every day. So mom's voice is certainly going to get lost in the shuffle. So that started hitting me when my oldest was a senior in high school that, um, first of all, you know, maybe her priorities are in the wrong place, that She's looking at, you know, a device instead of me across the dinner table. Um, But what are those things about being 
happy and being safe and being appropriate in public that she missed. So rather than lecture her all day long, I started kind of logging these things to myself in my journal, which is a, a, a daily practice of mine. And it all came out in a letter that I sent when she was a freshman in college to, to everything from uh, buy a cute umbrella and no God to um, a bad attitude makes your butt look big. <laughs> and, and my favorite, which is pocket your cell phone during meals, uh, which is the main point that I wanted to get across to her. Well, you know, part of this is getting creative. If I can use the word creative again, and I'm going to probably use it as many times as I, I re- it really comes to me, because this is cre- creative. And what I'm discovering about my own life is that creativity is really what's required now in communicating, period. Right. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think it is? I mean, isn't that why you put this together in this way? Because we do have to be creative to get each other's attention, right? Exactly, exactly. And I think you know the title. I get I get a little grief from some feminists about the title, but it was it was shock value. You know, it was the subject line in the email that I sent her because. You know, kids are, at that age, they're not afraid of dying. They are afraid of being alone, though. <laughs> and the laundry wasn't getting done, and it wasn't getting done on a regular basis. And uh, I just wanted to make the point that if you put some systems in your life, if you get those things that you don't want to do out of the way, you know, there's you leave some room for happiness that you didn't know it could happen. And, and, you know, my mom said, do your laundry on Saturday. But I said, (laughs) do you want to, you'll die alone. That's what it took. Well, you know, basically what your your message is, look, there are some basic things in life we need to look at. I'm really struck by a number of these. But before we jump into some of these, I want to ask you a couple questions. You did a book tour, um, and, you know, you've gone gone around the country. I'm just curious, what are folks saying to you? You know, when you're standing up and talking to, to folks, you know, what are the moms saying to you? Are they saying to you, you know, hallelujah? Or are they saying to you, hey, you forgot this one? What, what's the response? Oh, both of those. But there's a lot of hallelujah. There's a lot of, um, oh, I couldn't articulate that. But that's wrong, right? <laughs> you know, we're all looking at each other and saying, I can say that to my daughter, right? Put away your cell phone. I can say that. And I'm saying yes, and you have to. And, and moms, moms have a voice that comes from love. And there's some things that maybe only we can say. Uh, I, I wish I remember the person who said, you know, our, we aren't the only voices that our kids hear. So we better make sure that what we say is what they need to hear. Yeah. So. So, um, you know, it takes a village, and and I just want to be that shrill, repetitive voice that works a few things in. But they are saying things like, are are our kids entitled? Um, Yeah, they are, but they've also got a a rough, you know, they're inheriting a rough patch in history as well. So they need some, uh, they need to know what to watch out for. They need to know how to choose happiness. You know, I have a question for you about that. Um, the whole entitlement thing um, is really interesting to me. And, and I want to talk, and as a matter of fact, I think I'd like to skip this break because, you know, I, I want to make sure, you know, we're, we're talking a bit with uh, 
you know, the, with you about some of this. I don't want to really miss much on this for this show. Um, the whole entitlement thing, a friend said to me something not too long ago, you know, said to me, you know, the word and the use of the word entitlement has been the greatest coup that we could have ever had in this, in this country for how to tell people they don't deserve what's rightfully theirs. And I have to hmm. tell you, I thought about this a little bit, and hmm. I really did. I had to think, okay, what did you just say? And I went back, <laughs> and, and I did. I mean, don't you think I, I, this is kind of, because this is really the, this is what you brought up. Yeah, huh. they are. And so the question then becomes, is it really entitlement, or is it, you know, from your point of view, Becky, is it simply an exchange of fairness? Mm-hmm. You know, if I show up and I sew something for you, well, I'm probably going to expect you to pay me a little bit for it, right? Right. So doesn't it get confusion in the world we live in with things like entitlement and commitment and work ethic and so forth? Exactly. And, and <clears throat> you know, we if we presented them a world that we understood and we could give them a path to go down, you know, all this would be true. But, but the fact is they're going to have to figure things out. And um, yeah. we, have, <laughs> we have given them, um, you know, the mantra I'm learning of this generation is um, don't grow up, it's a trap. And, <laughs> you know, there's a book title, Don't Worry, It Gets Worse. Uh, it it is changing so fast that we can't just give them a pass for a job and a pension. But you know what? They don't want that because the world is moving faster and they've got a different set of realities. So the best we can do is to say, you know, have a good attitude yeah. about it. What, yeah. what our generation doesn't like is the is the smugness or the complaining or we just don't like kids with a bad attitude. But which generation hasn't said that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Well, exactly. Which gen, I mean, come on, you and I know this. I mean, definitely when I entered in the workplace, people looked at me and they said, here they come. Crazies, they're coming to the workplace now. And, you know, when you think about the crazies that did come out of the 60s and 70s, as we were kind of called, we were called a lot of things, right? One thing we did have is we had the things that you mentioned in the book, this motherly advice. Somehow. Um, yeah. And I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things you put in the book and, and what some of these are, that when people hear them, they say, oh, yeah, but I forgot, or oh, yeah, this, or oh, yeah, that. Right. Well, um, you know, the, the, they certainly um, agree with the technology stuff from, you know, pocket your cell phones during meals, um, uh, but then I blend it with, don't put uh, put your napkin in your lap and don't blow your nose with it and don't hide your cell phone there because <laughs> those are some things that people think only their kids are doing. Um, I, I use some good old-fashioned manners like use titles of respect, offer your seat to people who uh, um, are older than you and who maybe made a bad shoe choice that day. Um, but yeah. those manners things are just really going to uh, a place of, uh, compassion, you know, we may not have, manners may evolve and change. Um, yeah. For example, my my kids, uh, my southern husband raised my kids to say yes ma'am and no sir, and there are some places in town where people feel insulted 
to be called yes, yes ma'am, and no, sir. Well, I'm trying to tell them that, you know, the point is show respect. And if, mm-hmm. if ma'am doesn't feel respectful to them, well, you have to adjust. So yeah. that that's timeless advice. Um Two, you know, I know you're you're all about human potential. The the yeah. um, something I think moms need to tell their daughters is to chase their dreams. And um, I have a section in here that starts with "Show your genes who's boss." Show your dreams who's boss. Um, and that section, I mean, that little entry just says sometimes if we dream too big, we scare ourselves and we abandon our dreams. We we look at the, what we declared in our biggest, truest moments and we decided we were thinking too big. And shame on us, you know, shame on you. Think, uh, you know, your dreams are to serve you, not for you to serve them. And and then you, it's okay to outgrow your dreams. Um I have a daughter who declared she would go to one college when she was a sophomore in high school, and then she was kind of embarrassed to to tell us that she changed her mind and she wanted to do something else. And I said, "Honey, you're you're going to learn something every day that's going to modify your dreams. So don't you don't have to declare something and go get it just because you declared it." Um, And the people that we look for approval from are the people that need to give us that permission. And, you know, this is what I love talking about this with you, because not only are there some fun, interesting things here that you've written in the book, for those of you that are just tuning in, we have a copy of the book to give away right now, 1-800-930-2819. would love to give you a copy of the book. Do your laundry or you'll die alone. Um, 1-800-930-2819. Uh, first caller. One of the things, Becky, is that we you, you talk about baking soda and you talk about uh, a bunch of really cool things, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite, I've done it a million times, wool shrinks when it gets wet. But you also don't shy away from some of the tougher issues uh, of addiction and alcohol uh, and STDs and date rape and things like that, because they are equally important in this day and age, aren't they? Right, um, but but I say them in just yep. quick, pithy ways yep. just to start the conversation. Yep. One of the, you asked me what people are saying around the country. One of the things yep. that moms and daughters are both saying is, this is the first time I've ever talked to my mom about this. Just because, like one entry said, uh, birth control fails 1% of the time. That's all it mm-hmm. says. I mean, you, mm-hmm. can, you can go Google all the data about every birth control device, but what this mom and daughter were saying they talked about was, you know, I was very judgmental of this friend who got pregnant, and I I thought, oh, she's so stupid, she didn't protect herself. Well, you know, I didn't realize, you know, birth control fails. Yeah, sister. (laughs) Um, So they had a conversation as mother and daughter about it, which got into um, her mom's own unplanned pregnancies or whatever. So these things are things that aren't as easy or never were easy for mothers and daughters to talk about. Um, But, you know, just kind of brush over them. And and, um, another one is nepotism. You know, my parents, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know it was until I was 25. But yeah. uh, if you if you hire your sister, she's going to have to work harder than if you hire a stranger. Uh, you know, we get into our first job and, you know, see the boss's son getting unfair advantage or something. Well, 
those those topics need to be discussed too. Exactly. I mean, you know, and what I like to say is they are, you know, what you've been able to do is in this, this is a brilliant book, you've, you enable the conversation. You know, they're openers, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows about this, right? When you get up to do a speech or you get up to do a talk, there's this, there's this beginning moment, there's this opener, there's something that, that happens at the beginning. You know, some people, uh, you know, call them icebreakers, whatever they are. Mm, But these mm -hmm. are openings, right, for a bigger conversation. But it's the way that you've written them, Becky, that I think, and the illustration, that I think is so charming uh, and and funny and gets your attention. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to realize, right, that today teenage girls, like you say in the book, are spending seven and a half hours consuming some kind of media. Um, but I have to go back for a little bit when I was growing up, and maybe you as well, but think about it. You know, mm-hmm. I come from a generation where television was emerging big time, and what happened was you got thrown in front of that TV when you got home because right. it was one of the ways for, you know, parents to get stuff done. Um, but at the same time, there, there does need to be a conversation about some level of awareness, don't you think? Yes, and they get, you know, when they're just talking to their peers, when any of us are talking to your peers, we we talk at a certain level. So some topics today are being treated very, you know, snarkily, I guess, um, between, uh, you know, 18-year-olds. And having things from a loving voice, you know, advice is, what I kind of think advice is, is information from someone who cares about you. And, you know, of course, we get, we get bad advice and ill-intended advice, but um, the, the topics from, that your mother cares to talk about are, um, you know, something you should hear, but not always, um, mm-hmm. it's not, you're not always in the mood when she wants to tell you. And no, 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 <laughs> no, um, no. And actually, what you've written is quite controversial. I mean, anybody that's ever said to a sibling, to a daughter, to a granddaughter, to anyone, okay, no cell phones at the dinner table, uh, that is probably one of the most shocking things that a teenager could possibly (laughs) hear. Now, that's shocking to think about. But haven't we all all been in restaurants where you see the whole family on their cell phones? Yeah, no, and, actually, it, and and uh, I and here's what I've discovered, and, and see if this is correct. This maybe you could add to your book. Well, I think kids, you know, uh, and I say kids, but there's a range in here. They are really grown up in that digital, uh, uh, that digital world. But here's what I've come to know: they're very quiet digitally. They're quiet digitally. Have you noticed that at all? They're what do you mean by digitally. that? meaning that you don't hear from them. Uh, let me give you an example. I was on the plane coming out here. Just about everybody, you know, that I, that I saw, I traveled with someone that's in the 20s, right? And, and here she is, and here they are, and they are texting, and you don't hear a peep. Uh. What am I doing? I'm talking on it. What is the guy in front of me? He was talking so loudly with his headset on. He had to get out of the security line. <laughs> and I've noticed this as a generation gap. We yes. adults that are using this phone, we don't have sort of that etiquette to be quiet. These kids are fascinating to watch them text. They never say a word. 
Oh, that's true. Have and my daughter, <laughs> my daughter told me recently that it's in, in their peer group, it's kind of um, rude to yeah, phone rude. someone to voice call. That yeah. it, it, unless you're dating someone, it's it's very intrusive because you're not always in the mood to receive right. a phone call. So I had to think about that. You know, when I we get mad at if you have a kid in college, you get mad right. at them for not calling you or answering the phone. Right. And you have to realize their mores are changing. Yeah. And, and their cultural norms are changing. Uh, you know, we have a few minutes left. Why don't you tell folks the best way to find out more about you, how to get a copy of the book. And then I want to ask you a, a couple of the tidbits you'd like to share with us. Okay. Well, I have a website called LaundryOrDie.com, LaundryOrDie.com, where I'd love for people to go in and weigh on, in with their own advice. It's really fun to see what other people um, have as advice from, from themselves or from their moms, so that's fun. Um, and uh, my Twitter is uh, Laundry or Die or Becky Blades 2, and I'm just learning social media because I had to for this book. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, some of my favorites are the, the little ones that um, – Build and go together. Um, uh, honor your fear. It may be trying to tell you something. And then the next point is, don't be paranoid. Yeah. And then the next one is, have an escape and rescue plan. Even even smart, strong women get victimized. If you're on a date or out on the town and things get scary, use an escape plan you've worked out uh, in advance with a friend. Crawling out the bathroom window of the restaurant only works in the movies. And then the last one on that page is don't promise a kidney to someone you met in a bar after 2 a.m. Oh, that's a good one, too. Uh, One of the all-time favorites that I think uh, uh, transcends generations, at least one of them that I found in the book, which I think is, like, super important, is look people in the eye. Yeah. Uh, that, That I think that is going, is that is becoming a dying art. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to, uh, you know, ask people in a group that know each other if they know the colors of their friends' eyes, uh, uh, it would be interesting to find out how many of them do. And right. it is because we live in a heads-down world. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're at the place now where we are communicating through media, uh, phones, uh, other devices where we're looking down. Uh, and uh, looking down, crossing across the street, whatever we're doing, but we are uh-huh. looking down. And this uh-huh. is this is a time and place, isn't it, though, Becky, where we really need to be looking up in a lot of ways and not lose our hope and optimism. Oh, that's a very good, very good metaphor. Yes. Mm. And if, wow. you know, they, I heard once, um, listening feels so much like love that you can't tell the difference, and. For, to really, and in, in the book I say, if someone can't tell you're listening, you're probably not. Yeah. And you can't look like you're listening while you're looking at, down at your cell phone. So um, I think that, you know, it goes all the way back to, to the heart. If we um, if we can really engage with each, with each other and look up and look into their eyes, I, I think that's what moms want for our children's lives. That's what we all want, you know, to hand the world as we as we go off into the sunset. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for 
um, uh, writing a very, very creative and extraordinary book. Thank you so much for it. Thank you, Becky. Thank you for you, um, Oh, it's incredible. I mean, there are tidbits in this book. The One of my all-time favorite, and I have to tell you the one I live by, is uh, the one that talks about keeping a stuffed animal. That is something that if you don't have your stuffed animal, boy, I'll tell you, go out to, to the thrift store and get yourself one. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You don't know how you met me. You don't know why you can't turn around. Want to improve your spiritual connection? Connect with a loved one in the spirit world. Develop your spiritual gifts? Call respected, recognized, gifted, intuitive, medium, and spiritual teacher Jennifer Farmer to schedule your transformative, in-depth reading. These powerful sessions offer healing insights from the spirit world and personal guidance for all areas of your life. Call Jennifer at 727-324-9668. That's 727-324-9668 and visit jenniferfarmer.com. Where do you desire to go in life? How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. <laughs> 